This is a Rooster Teeth production. RTTV is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Keep your private financial data safe and secure from hackers by using ExpressVPN. Learn more at expressvpn.com slash RTTV. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rooster Podcast. I'm Gus. I'm Gavin. I'm Barbara. Double shot. I'm Andrew. <laughs> and Gus. What's, what's double shot? It's a, du- it's a double shot. It's a two. Oh. A two. We, have, we haven't been in the same shot on a podcast in a very long time. We're... This this shot looks like Unreal Engine versions of you guys. (laughs) Like you guys have been rendered. Something is strange about the light, or I don't know. I'm in a mocap suit in a different building. (laughs) We lost chat on the other monitor down here. I don't know if somebody. It's it's a different. It's a different camera. Different camera. Yeah, we're Uh, we're filling something in with a different camera because again, we're in a temporary setup. So, but a so different temporary the setup. Temporary Whoa. setup changed again. <laughs> yeah. So Correct. we were in one temporary setup Correct. before. Yeah. Everything got moved to this room. Right. For today. Is this well, permanent? And tomorrow. For today and, and tomorrow. And then, so this week's episode. Does that look permanent? What are you doing? Don't break that. Uh, this week's episode and next week's episode will be in this room. But then after that, everything's getting moved to a different room again. It's so close to. So here. they built all of this. Oh, that was. <laughs> That was a really satisfying sound. That was good. Man, that was. That was nice. Yeah. You like that? Ding! Uh, and then so uh, the crew worked really hard to get everything set up in here, and then they just have to take it, tear it all down and put it to another room. Yeah, again. this is turning into a, and this room is turning into one of those jumpaline places in like half an hour, <laughs> so we gotta like hurry up and make film this episode. I don't yeah. know if the mics can pick it up, but there's like construction work happening right outside this door. Why don't we swish? I also just saw a guy walk by the window. <laughs> like, huh? We're trying to get everything done so we can move you into the new permanent. <laughs> Why don't we try out every room That's until really, we settle on? Hey, Gavin, yeah. I think you're going to look back at that sentence in a couple of weeks <laughs> okay. and go, yeah, pretty close. Go. Wish I didn't. Today's episode of RTP is brought to you by the Rigid Shop Vac. <laughs> <laughs> Listen carefully. You can see hear that puppy purr right now. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we're con- in constant flux. Uh, we're moving around. You know, the... One production that has a definite time yep. <laughs> every week that it, it goes on. I'm not. We have. This is the best. I'm we just can do saying. Right now. I understand, but this is what we got. Hey, it's Aaron, not like we were great. like surprise. We're doing a podcast. None of this. We didn't. We no one's taking my surprise. Thirteen years. This Wait, is a. It's I been over thirteen it. years as of today. Congratulations, over one thousand hours. Over one thousand hours of podcast. Does that mean we get it this now? I love uh, this room. I love the shot of me and Gavin look like uncanny valley versions of ourselves. It's great. Yep. Yeah. E. Yeah. Before the holidays, we had to deep fake uh, Barbara and Gavin <laughs> into, into the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're calling in remotely. Um. Yeah. God. So yeah. That's so. If things look weird, that's why. But on the bright side, I've got a one shot, which is way too much, Gus. Uh, I don't have to share it with Gavin Not anymore. Enough, Gus. <laughs> no, no. I didn't enjoy too, sharing. Too little. Until. Too little, Gus. Too yeah. few. Whatever uh, the one. Too few guests. Too few guests. I, uh, b- before I forget, there's something like I wanted to, to talk about. Uh, I saw someone from the community reached out last week, and they told me that um, they were going to be racing, or not racing, they're going to be riding the Tour de France course a week before the professionals do it to raise money for cure leukemia. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got a GoFundMe set up. So it's like they're going to run the entire course uh raising money for uh this leukemia charity and i thought it was uh it was really cool i tweeted about it last week if you want to go uh i'll I'll see if i can find a a link to put in the in the comments here right now 
Uh, I, th- I thought it was a really cool endeavor. It's someone they've been, in the, you know, watching our content, they said, for over 10 years. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I want to try to, like, get the word out there and, and signal boost it. Like someone yeah. who's trying to do something positive in this terrible, shitty world, shitty world that we're living in right now. Uh, you said they're going to run the entire tour? Oh, no, no, um, right. Bi- they're going to bike it. Yeah, okay, okay. I was, I was like, good no, no, lord. No, 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 right. They're, they're going to bike? Are they going to run the entire Tour de France course? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Graham Donaldson. Can anyone ah. just do anything before the main event? Like, could, could, I mean, I, could we do the Olympics before the next one? Probably not. Because Why? you require, there's a lot of stuff that you require for the Olympics. Where Run, Tour de France is just an area. throw shit, uh-huh. uh, jump shit, kick shit. You can do like the original Olympics, right? People have been doing the Olympics for thousands oh. of years. <laughs> uh, uh, I, can uh, I just get carry a torch <laughs> just like <laughs> before the Olympics? What are you doing? Did, uh, you know. did you see uh, on Reddit today? Someone wrote that if you were an Olympian, you can. I guess yeah, anyone can do this. But if you're an Olympian, you're allowed to use the. Uh, Acronym O L Y and in your signature, like PhD for doctor. Hmm. It's like you're a, allowed to Olympians. Yeah, can use O L Y to signify that they were they competed in the Olympics. But your signature could be anything. You could be Gus Ollie. Gus sure. Ollie. If you yeah, want. but it's, it's whatever you want. Gus O L Y. Everything's you, fake. Aren't you uh, uh, where you could marry people with signature ordained? Yeah, I'm. Or, I've been ordained. So what does what does that add to your signature, if anything? Could you add like. Uh, a couple weeks worth of work every time. Um. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like uh, I don't like know if there's a signature PhD you can add for that. Kind of thing. I think I talked about this years ago on the podcast when we were still in the Congress office. But one time when we were traveling, I was doing a hotel booking, and I think we were traveling internationally somewhere. And like the list of titles you could choose from was insane. Like you clicked on the drop down. Normally it's like Mister, Mrs., Miss. Doctor, this one was like yeah. this one was like. You know, doctor, president, you know, um, <laughs> captain, commander, like any your, your honor. Yeah, yeah, I think that was on there too. Like almost anything you could imagine, any title you could imagine was in that drop down, and it was long. I like the idea <laughs> of other websites, the president like booking something, and he has to settle for Mister. Like if they have a shitty job, he's like, "Where's the? Pre- Is it for the president or just?" People who are presidents of other things. Yeah, I'm, like president of a chess yeah. club or something. I just like the idea of like something that won. <laughs> there's, there's one, one. drop down menu that says president and then a smaller one that's like chess club. <laughs> like you get, like, like, or, or USA. You get a whole like a list of different. It's like, you, oh, okay. You select one and then the other. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's that thing where USA is not at the top. You got to scroll down. Yeah, it's alphabetical. All down, so chess yeah. club is above it. It's it's next to United Arab Emirates. It's like yeah. all the way down at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> O-L-Y is an earned title given by an organization, according to Peter Hayes. Of course he'd know Which it. Which makes sense. I mean, they, they, everyone watching has access to Google, right? True. But leave it to Peter Hayes to, to look it up all. and spread the, good, spread the good word. When are we going to get him on a podcast? Uh, he lives in another country or something, I think. So did I. Yeah, it's doable. You, be, you were here. The did is the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The past tense is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. <laughs> You're about to hit 10 years here, right? In February? Oh, shit. That went quick. Yeah, because I just hit 10 years in December. And so you're shortly after me, which is so funny because we just had like our end of year uh, all hands like award ceremony where they give out like company awards and talk about like people did, who did were Did you win? I didn't win. I never win. 
We talked about this on the podcast before. I don't win awards. But <laughs> it's like bitter about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, eh, it's okay. I've only been here 10 years. Uh, but <laughs> you don't win an award for being somewhere for 10 years. <laughs> oh my God, a you, you, I have 10 you, years of awards. You can use OLY in your signature. There we go. Okay. Yeah. You've officially uh, accepted that. Permission. But they start, they recognize everyone who had their five year anniversaries and 10 year anniversaries. And it's funny because since Gavin's is in February of 2012. You're counted in the, I guess, 2022 award ceremony, even though you're like two months after yeah. 2021. I feel like they should count you in that one. Yeah. No, once you, it doesn't mean anything. Once you make an exception, then you got to do it for everyone. No, yeah. make him wait. <laughs> I guess they do it. <laughs> the rules are there for a reason. Yeah. So if I go past 10 and keep going, then I should probably do another 10. 20 and done? You got to round up. Yeah. I don't want to stop at 10, really. No. Well. You didn't stop at 10. I didn't. <laughs> Still going. You can't stop me. It's going to be 20 years soon. It is, isn't it? Because it's got 2022. Little over 19 a year? years? Less than a year and a half? Oh, God. Well, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll stop when <laughs> Gus hits 20. <laughs> we got it when Gus. <laughs> it's so long. We, before the podcast started, we were doing this thing where we, we do this every now and then. We talk about, like old bars and old places in Austin that we used to go to and like we're naming all these places off and I'm like as we're talking about it I'm like man it seems like that place just closed down or was around just a couple of years ago but that place closed 20 years ago like that place has been gone for a long time and it's like just in the blink of an eye like looking back you're like oh it's not that long wait that was in the 90s <laughs> yeah know? it's like oh I mean that just closed down yet 20 19 oh there's yeah. one nine at the beginning of the oh shit oh god that was a long time ago yeah <laughs> dude oh sucks my god. i hate it time um, the passage of time yeah it's terrible <laughs> thumbs uh, down yeah do, do not one like star. one star uh, <laughs> uh but speaking of, of passage of time on a more positive note we uh and speaking of 2022 uh we did announce that tickets for rtx 2022 will be on sale Woo! january 15th uh, coming back in Austin, <laughs> rootin' tootin' in in Texas. person after uh, a couple of years of hiatus, and like there, maybe though, right? Yeah, if everything <laughs> goes well. I think by July. You think <laughs> they're gonna clip this <laughs> by then yeah. when everything has gone to what absolute shit? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it is definitely happening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, of course, we do want a safe event, right? So yeah, it's like, you know, we're, we're, we're anticipating things will go down, things will be better. We are going to have uh, health and safety um, measures in place. You know, both us, the city of Austin, who owns the convention center, everyone wants to have uh, a safe and, and healthy event. Uh, so we're going to have, you know, face masks will be required, proof of COVID vaccination or negative COVID test, um, enhanced cleaning, like all that typical stuff that, you know, we've all grown used to over the last two years yeah yeah uh, so you know I, we're anticipating things will subside hopefully get better and then we will have uh safety measures on top of that but it'll be great to be back together in person after uh not having it for a couple of years uh officially going on sale monday january 24th at 10 a.m it's an early bird pre-sale for FERC members uh wednesday january 26th for is early bird for general public and then regular rates are on february 14th it's our valentine to you oh um yeah so that's all coming really soon. Just keep that in uh, in the back of your mind. Just remember. RTXevent.com. RTXevent.com. Thank you. Thank you, mysterious voice. Yep. RTXevent.com. With the, uh, the, the talking point. <laughs> Wade Boggs Carpet World. Sorry, I always. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I was. So I have been wrong before. Excited to be back in person for RTX. Yeah, I was just like that's like the highlight of the year for me every single year, and to have that back again, it's like such a long time coming. Yeah, I'm so pumped, and it's on my birthday again. Happy birthday! We hey. did it for you. Really excited. <laughs> At least we're not planning it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to show up. This that time. was the worst part. Well, I mean, I loved planning RTX with you, but like it was having to like do all that work and then. Essentially, celebrate your birthday with more work is like what? Who did more work? It was very yeah. different work. <laughs> I got oh, you I a chore. <laughs> Easily, yeah. Gus. Very, very different. We did different works. stuff. Yeah, he and did was... more stuff like with the convention center and exhibitors and all that stuff, and I did more I... like the programming and the. I remember not sleeping, like <laughs> just like yeah. being freaked out and stressed out for like weeks and months leading up to it, like dozing off for just a little bit and then waking up like in a panic like oh my god i got stuff to do do you remember crazy hats yeah do you remember when you could not sleep and still function yeah i stayed up the other night until like 5 a.m for no reason and it <laughs> fucked me up for days yeah why like, would you do that it sounds like a nightmare it was so stupid what were you doing Nothing. <laughs> I don't. I got to that point. So you know, there's there's like a, a a threshold, and it's usually around midnight where I'm like, okay, I just need to like start the wheels of going to bed now. I get you know, get in bed, do yeah. the thing, turn the lights down, all that stuff. It, and if and usually I'm a little sleepy by then. Um, and so going to bed is natural. But if whatever reason I go past that point, if I get past tired, I hit this like I get this like second wind around like one a.m. or two a.m. And either I have to fight that with all my might, or I go till like five, I just stay awake till like five a.m. And then this was one of those nights where I just like was like let it ride and just stayed up till five a.m. And it ruined what, me for how, days. How, what time did you wake up then? Oh, I went so I went to bed at five, and then I woke up at nine, like when oh, I so normally four hours. Up, so I got four hours of sleep. And did it then just like, happened that one night, or is it it's like recurring? That I mean, that was the. Uh, that was the last time that happened. It was a couple of weeks ago, and before that, I mean, it's been a long time since I stayed up. I, I usually don't. I can't do like back to back like nights of staying up. Yeah. Used to be able to do that. Yeah, I remember. Call it, man. Yeah, just yeah, like, like I'm, you know what? I'm not going to sleep tonight, and I'm going to be fine with it. Yeah, exactly. No. And I, this is a let this be a lesson to all you kids out there, uh, because this is always a tempting thought, especially when traveling. The holidays are coming around. Uh, be safe. Travel safe. Mask up. Um, that if you have an early flight, you will be tempted to say, fuck it, I'll just stay up. Don't. And I'll just stay up all night and get on my, like, 6 a.m. flight. Do not do that. Don't ever do that. It, it, it's so tempting. It, even, just, like, even just an hour of sleep. Even if it's just, a, you, you go to bed, you close your eyes for an hour or two hours. Worlds better than trying to stay yeah. up and power through it. Then power through it. What a nightmare. And it's just, and it never works. I think I've done that several times in my life. And every time I'm like, this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Never. you're always tired at the worst points too. It's like when you've got to pay attention to stuff, or when <laughs> right, you've got to exactly. wait 45 minutes to board, but you're just like, <sighs> and it's like the yeah, <laughs> right. They're like, okay, boarding pass ID. You're like, um, I should have had that out. I think I put it. <laughs> I just had. Oh it shit! My... I brought my gun. <gasps> no, <laughs> I've been having this similar thing. Last week, I had like three nights like that where it was almost like jet lag, where I would go to bed at 11 p.m. Or something, and wake up at one a.m. Oh. Like naturally? Yeah, it'd be like my second wind, but so strong that it would actually wake me up from sleep on a <laughs> delay, and then I'd be up till five easily Awful. every time, Jeez. and I'd just be like, I haven't flown anywhere. Well, I flew to New York and back. I don't think the one-hour time zone is no was doing the jet lag. No wicked jet lag there. Yeah, 
I, uh, but, but after about three nights of that in the same week, I, was, I just had that sort of like tiredy fog feeling where everything's a little, it's not physically foggy, but you just kind of feel like an overall just sort of like, like hallucinating at all. Yeah, well, I was just like, just so slow in like yeah. reactions to stuff. And I was like, I can't really do anything. No. I'm awake, obviously, because it's noon right. now. And I, and I don't want to fall asleep at noon because I want to sleep tonight. <laughs> P.S. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. Right. And then uh, you just end up not being really able to do anything productive. I'm like, oh, I need to get this edit done, but I can't because I'm an idiot right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to make good decisions. I'm going to be lazy. I'm going to make lazy decisions. So I can't really do that. And I'm just going to wait for time to pass to try and reset this for tomorrow. And it happened like three times. I was like, I don't know what's Awful. going on. I fucked myself so hard <laughs> with that recently because I, I went to the UK for a convention uh, a few weeks ago. And it was uh, one of those flights that gets in at like six in the morning mm-hmm. in London. Mm-hmm. And it leaves Austin, I think, like 6 p.m. I forget what the, the timing is. but And I was like, okay, perfect. You could sleep on the flight. And then you start your day there, fresh. You start your day and then just power through and then just go to bed at normal time. Did not sleep a wink on the plane <laughs> at all. Uh, and then I got into London and I went, should I just try to power through the day so I'll be really tired at night and just be able to sleep right through the night? So I did that. I stayed up all day. Uh, by like dinner time, I was a little loopy, but I was still uh-huh. feeling okay. Like later on in the night, like 9, 10 o'clock, I was like doing the head bob, yeah. yep. falling asleep thing. Yep. And then by the time I went to bed, which is at like midnight, could not go to sleep. I was overly tired to the point where my body just wouldn't let me sleep. And then I had a panic attack. <laughs> That'll happen. Jesus. Uh, that uh, Like a mild panic attack that just lasted me all through the night where I would sleep like maybe 15 minutes and wake back up and my heart was like oh my. going like 130 beats per sec- per minute. Per second. Per second. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then like the entire trip I was I was just so fucked. Yeah. Yep. I, I couldn't, That's I couldn't sleep. Yeah. That can also last so much longer than you expect. Like sometimes I'm affected for like two weeks off like a four day trip. Yeah. To another yeah. country and back. There it's is like, a. Can I get back to normal at any point? <laughs> I got. I got back on. So I flew back and landed like 4 p.m. on Monday, and I went home, had dinner with Trevor, and at seven o'clock I fell asleep and I woke up at 9 a.m. the next day. Wow. wow. So 14 hours it of solid sleep. It was beautiful. <laughs> I, I was like, I could think again. I like. Nice. I know how to use my brain again. Have I? Have I, I might have. I might have told this story on this podcast. Uh, before, but I did videography at a summer camp years ago. This is years and years and years ago, early 2000s. Did videography at a summer camp. And so I had to film all day and then edit all night for like a previously, like, yes, this is what happened yesterday. Like, edit all night a video to show the next day at like the morning, you know, meeting, meeting, whatever, yeah. you know, they gather all the campers. So after it was a week long camp, I probably was averaging like three, four hours of sleep a night. Oof. Maybe, maybe. Uh, one, the last night I just had to stay up all night because I had to edit the whole video. And I remember exporting the last video, going and turning it in. And I mean, I, I felt like insane. Like, I felt like I was going crazy, like just yeah. vapor trails, like unbelievably a week of like basically no sleep. And so I went to the place where that I, w- I was staying. Uh, they gave me my, like my own room. I didn't have to stay with any campers, thank God. Went to this, went to my room, laid down in bed at like 10 a.m. After I turned in the video, blackness. <laughs> I wake up 11 a.m. and I feel well rested. I feel great. You didn't. I slept for 25 hours. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I slept from 10 a.m. on Friday 
till 11 a.m. on Saturday. Holy wow. fuck. A whole day, like a whole day and an hour. I did. I, did I bet you felt amazing. I felt incredible. But also I like felt, you like transported. Yeah, it was absolutely. <laughs> yeah, just. I, I did something very similar. It was like a commercial I was on for like five days and they were becoming longer each day. It was like 12 hours and 13. Eventually it was like 18 hours in on the final day and I just was a zombie at the end of yeah. it. Yeah. And I, it was similar to your thing where I slept for about 13 hours, was up for a little bit, and then I was like, you know what, I'm not done. And I just went back to sleep for like another 12 hours. I was like, I didn't exist in that day. I didn't do yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> You yeah. like just, missed a day. Yeah, just <laughs> missed entirely. a day. Just an entire day gone. And like, that, was, that was the crazy thing. It's like, I was like, it, it was very disorienting because again, I like looked at my phone. It was like 11 a.m. I didn't think to look at the date. I was like, wait, that's weird. I feel like very rested. I feel like, you know, feel fantastic. And then like, oh, missed calls. Oh, people have been looking for me because I've been gone for an entire day. Just zapped. And I didn't like get up to go to the bathroom, didn't stir, didn't I don't didn't dream. I was just like seen missing for yeah. 20, you were cryogenically frozen for yeah. 25 yeah. hours. Yeah. Do you think that's Insane. the closest you've been to death without anything bad happening? <laughs> Like, that's not normal. That's not healthy. No. no. That's awful. Certainly not. The body shouldn't be doing that. Can you imagine if there was like not. some giant news event that had happened on that day and you wake up the next day and you're like, what is everyone on about? What's everyone talking about? Yeah. Jesus. No, it's some, some, that's like a, a real like beginning of a Twilight Zone episode or some like, you know, just a, a man slept for 25 hours. Like at what point is it a coma? Like if you went two days, was that a coma? Do you have to be <laughs> it's, on It's brain activity, support? right? Coma yeah. is like a medical... Like, yeah, I'm sure he still had regular brain activity. Right. Okay. I don't well, think I mean, being asleep for a long time con is considered a coma, technically. Uh, I don't know what what what, what class is a coma. I assume <laughs> it's let, just let like uh, okay, when uh, does a coma start? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's a coma if you can do this, and they don't like by their face, and they don't wake <laughs> and up. You don't wake They're, up. Then, yeah, exactly. I assume it's like, yeah, just unconsciousness that you can't wake up from. That sounds really dark. <laughs> like a coma. <laughs> like a coma. Oh. Yeah, that's, that sounds incredible. I, I can't find. Like, <laughs> I found a lot of does coma. I found a lot of uh, how to explain coma to kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. Was, oh my Jesus Christ! <laughs> this episode of the Receipt Podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. The holidays are fast approaching, and things are probably going to start getting a little crazy for all of us. The holidays, you know, they're right around the corner, and sure, you know, they bring cheer and good tidings and whatever. Uh, they're also bringing a whole lot of stress and craziness. Why not give yourself the gift of super fast and easy meal prep and clean up with HelloFresh? HelloFresh has 50 menu items and market items to choose from each week. Uh, they got a whole bunch of options like vegetarian, calorie smart, and gourmet choices. It means something for everyone all around your table. Plus, the ingredients travel from the farm to your door in just a week, so you get the convenience without skimping on quality or need to endure a trip to the grocery store. Uh, meals are also ready in around 30 minutes or less, but they've also got quick and easy meals, 20-minute recipes, or low-prep and easy cleanup options, so you can get food on the table even quicker. I mean, what's not to like? Simple, easy, Get you get to learn new dishes. Uh, I love having food delivered to my door. I appreciate how easy HelloFresh makes it. Um, plus, I've said it before. It's like I sit down, it's like a little project, I put it all together, and it's like you heat it up, and it's like magic. And then at the end, like a meal appears, and you get to eat it. It's awesome. Uh, so go to HelloFresh.com slash Rooster14. Use code Rooster14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash Rooster14. Code Rooster14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. 
I just I, I remember being young and being able to just like stay up so late and then sleep in so much because you had no responsibility. Like I used to talk to Gavin. We used to Skype until like five in the morning for me or something like that. Something crazy. And then I would just sleep until four PM the next day. Because why not? Mm -hmm. I had nothing to do. Man. Can't do that anymore. And I got responsibilities. Yeah. You're an adult. You got to do stuff. Yeah, can't ever talk to Gavin again. Mm -hmm. No, nope. only on, only on, only on the podcast. Only on the podcast. That's it. <laughs> I, uh, I sent Gavin a video earlier uh, that I thought was really interesting. It was uh, by Wendover Productions, who's one of my favorite YouTube channels, and uh, the whole video talks about how airlines are essentially worthless. And the only valuable asset they have is their frequent flyer programs. And I guess all this came to light when COVID started because the airlines needed a bailout. And, uh, you know, they had to get loans to sustain themselves in order to, to keep operations. And as part of it, they had to offer collateral. And I guess in the collateral, most airlines offered up their frequent flyer programs, which actually assigned a value to them. You know, most frequent flyer programs, they talk mainly about American, Delta, and United. Mm -hmm. Most frequent flyer programs are worth roughly around $20 billion. Holy shit. But it's like if you look at the market cap of an airline, like American, for example, might be $14 billion. It's like, how come they're worth less than their frequent flyer program? It's like if you do, if you continue along that line of thought, it's like, well, then that means that the airline itself is worth negative $6 billion in order to get to that so it's like the airlines only exist to have their frequent flyer programs because that's their main asset that makes money for them uh and they talked about how for the most part as a rule and they of course a lot of this is obfuscated you can't figure it out you have to do like a lot of educated guessing most airlines lose half a cent per mile per passenger whenever they're flying someone somewhere oh wow <laughs> and so it's like they they don't make money transporting people to their destinations they have to find all these ancillary ways to make money and you know they've all started their frequent flyer program about 40 years ago and they've made it so efficient to the point where it's like now that's that's all airlines are is frequent flyer programs because that's where their fucking money is that's so crazy finance is such it is just a nonsense it's all magic just like well, yeah, it's it's negative it's worth negative nine billion dollars but this like program it's worth 20 billion it's just all a show <laughs> game it's just a bunch of scams it God. must have been profitable in the past well because they would have had to be like oh yeah let's keep buying planes this is great well and then the, eventually did it just go like well in the u.s the airline industry changed dramatically in the 70s i want to say it was probably in the i think it was in the carter administration uh i could be wrong on that uh airlines used to be regulated by the government so everything was fixed uh uh like price wise then the whole industry became deregulated uh so that they really like made them a lot more competitive with each other and i think it was shortly after deregulation that they came up with the frequent flyer program mm. so before it didn't really matter because it was all government regulated uh and then mm -hmm. once the deregulation happened that's when they started letting those capitalist wheels start turning start churning figuring out ways to to make money and to um I don't like to it. capitalize on it yeah and i mean it's 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 a 16 minute video i think it's like, it's my jam. I was like, I saw it come up on YouTube. I was like, oh, hell yes. I am watching the shit out of this video. Like, this was made just for me. Uh, the algorithm but yeah, works. They go, I mean, they, they figured out like, you know, yeah, the people in a frequent flyer program, you know, are willing to pay 5% more 
for a ticket with the airline that they're in with the free flyer program versus getting no miles on another airline. So it's like they know how much more you're willing to pay. Also willing to take shittier flights. Right. From experience. I'm like, I'll take this three-hour layover here versus this direct flight with Southwest because I get my American miles on this one. Right. But, but it's just because you get the benefit eventually from that, though, right? Right, Like yeah. you're going to spend those miles eventually or you're going to – Or you get an upgrade get or something Get an upgrade like or that. something. Right. And also – I talked about it the other day about how um, airport lounges now won't let you in unless you're flying their airline. Correct. Whereas it wasn't that way before, and so now I'm like, well, if I want to use the lounge, I gotta fly. It, again, this that's a, yeah, that's another <laughs> Such a first world problem. That's another another one of those things. And trust me, the 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 video talks about how they figured all of this stuff out. Yeah. And like all these things that you think are weird, it's like, oh no, like. It's them closing loopholes that people have found and trying to make sure like the system is efficient as possible is as efficient hmm. as possible. And it's it gotten to the point where now with all of these miles and like they're they're not actually worth money. You can't trade miles out for money, right? But essentially it's like it's its own type of banking and its own it's its own banking system. And the airlines are essentially acting as central banks in this process, figuring out like what uh, banks they do credit cards with or who they do affinity programs with what the value of a point is like monetarily you know even though you can't sell it for money like how much they'll you know, sell it to partners for to exchange for rewards like it it's, is it is fucking crazy it's its own cryptocurrency this is cryptocurrency <laughs> where it's like they were operating I mean, their own just like not wrong <laughs> they're just operating their own bank like this is all it's all house money as far as internal yeah. goes it's like yeah a point valueless but is worth something within this ecosystem of the airline it's right. just like it, it, yeah, it's 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 maddening. I mean, I guess like I've, it's something I've, I've you know having flown a lot. It's something I was thinking about. But it's like like this this video then just like scratches it. Like let's go a little further, a little deeper. You're like, what? What? Like it's just like all the information. You like like all of this is absolutely it's insane. insane. I mean, like especially if they didn't start out with that intent. Like what a pivot to that sort of oh right. this isn't effective to make money. Let's make shitloads of money without flying like basically <laughs> like without doing anything with planes they were already doing that stuff yeah it's just so weird how people like find new avenues down their business that are just ballistically successful mm -hmm. it's also just, just monetizing people it's like social media isn't it where it's like yeah yeah twitter as a platform or whatever is it twitter like money being run but then you can advertise to all these people and that's where the money is right yeah isn't twitter like massively like bankrupt or like <laughs> well, in the negative, uh, yeah, uh, and like Netflix too. Let's see. Yeah, if you've got like, uh, a and which is it? It's in the red or in, in the, the black? In the black is good. In, in the, the red is bad. Good. In the black, I think is isn't that breaking even? Black is making money. Okay. Red is losing money. Gotcha. What's breaking even? <laughs> uh, what's red and black put together? I think that so rarely happens. <laughs> That's a nonprofit organization. It's the sequel to Breaking Bad. <laughs> ah, breaking even. Um, so <laughs> the most recent financial data I have for Twitter. <laughs> Was I like how you did a mic drop here? <laughs> September 2021, the revenue was 1.28 billion dollars. Their net income was negative 536 million dollars. So yeah, okay, losing money. So they're in the red. Yes, in the red. Net profit margin negative 41.81 percent. But like you said, finance is all like it's, it's all like a shell game. It's a shell game. It's smoke and mirrors. It's smoke and mirrors. It's a shell game. It's like yeah, it's all operating on this like it's people not paying tax. <laughs> It's just every, you know, all, all the key, I mean, you know, I mean, if you want to get really deep with it, just, uh, I mean, American, just any money, any currency is the only thing that fuels it is our, everyone's c collective belief that it's 
has value that's and worth, it's just yeah. like that it's worth something and just like as long as we're all under this you know delusion together which, we'll be fine which is why like <laughs> some governments really don't like cryptocurrency and they don't want it to take off it's like they don't want a competing standard for their money it's like no don't use that money that money's trash use our money our right. money's real right well and, and like i i, I guess I, just, was it, I saw this today or yesterday something like like 80 percent 80 or 85 percent of all cryptocurrency is owned by like 0.005 percent of people so it's like this whole like it's decentralized fuck no it's not <laughs> <laughs> most like of it is owned. The, yeah yeah the, the idea is decentralized but like the holding is the holding you know, is like concentrate super concentrated yeah, that, yeah. i mean that's why it's like one person starts selling off and then you see like if a person with enough crypto starts selling, it's like, you see the markets die. Like, what happened? Why did the market go down 10% today? Oh, some dude sold $4 billion worth of <laughs> cryptocurrency. Yeah. It's a, Fuck. A, just, a, you know, being touted as like this, like a very, a, a, a secure market, a decentralized currency. Like, man, that seems really I, volatile. It seems read, like ultra volatile. I read a really in-depth st uh, story uh, about that dude who threw away a hard drive with like, Seven hundred million dollars worth of crypto of Bitcoin on it. Tight. Uh, Wasn't and, there also sort of someone who forgot their password to? Yes, and like, he's only got like one chance left to remember it. Yeah. But the story I read was about the guy who threw away the the hard drive and like his efforts over like the last ten or twelve years to try to excavate his town dump to try to find his hard drive. Like he's gotten to the point where he's you know he's been petitioning the city for. He's like he tells the city, "I will give you all twenty five percent." of the money wow. if you just let me go search for it because he's like he found the guy who used to manage the dump and the guy who used to manage the dump says oh you know residential trash from that time would be in this part of the dump like they know more or less where it is he's already got, got the data recovery people who are like yeah if, if he's able to find the drive we you know the drive probably won't work but we can recover the data off of it like he just needs to get the city's approval to go oh my God. and dig and the city will not let him go dig for it even for like 25 percent of 700 million yeah it's like they they, they, they say they say that there's really no chance you can get the data off of it and that it's a big environmental problem to like dig up all that old trash and it's hazardous. Ah, that That's the sense. treasure of the future is people, there's gonna be movies about people like digging for hard drives and yeah. stuff. It's like, forget all the gems and the pirate chests and stuff. <laughs> hard drives. It's like, it's like, Western drives. digital. It's like you're not sailing out to an island to dig up buried treasure. You're like <laughs> going like, to the center of England to a, an old dump <laughs> yeah. and no, digging Like an abandoned it. Best Buy. Yeah, you're going, like to, you're going to uh, like the back of a Goodwill, like next to like the old <laughs> yeah. VCRs and stuff. You're like, oh, this old uh, Hewlett Packard. Take this thing home. We've talked about that a couple of times in this thing, like old hard drives, old computer software, or like old computer hardware being like sold off, or just like people buy that like Russian like laptop with a bunch yeah. of plan missile plans on it or something. It's mm -hmm. just like good grief. Do you have to like? I can't imagine being the data recovery company for doing that. If they were working on a drive that had like nineteen billion dollars yeah. on it, would you be like? Oh, oh, no, I couldn't find anything. No, <laughs> couldn't get anything off it. I just, yeah, I don't know what happened. Ring. Lots of cash stuff in the collars. It's like, did you put on weight? No. no. <laughs> this is how I always look, filled with cash. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where Marge wears that giant coat at the candy fair. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the, I was thinking of another Simpsons reference, the giant gold Homer. He's like, look oh. again, Lenny. 14 <laughs> carat gold. <laughs> So how much was on that drive in the dump? Uh, I, for, I want to say it was like $700 million. Let me double check. $700, $700 million. Like, I'm asking for forgiveness, not permission. I'm getting out there with a shovel. I'm going to the dump yeah. in the dark of night with a headlamp and a 
fucking gas mask, and I'm like, I'm digging. Oof, half, no, it was, it was closer to $500 million. The uh, article was okay. titled, Half a Billion in Bitcoin Lost in the Dump. Oh it was in God. Wales. <laughs> oh, God. It was, this just... story was in The New Yorker. It came out December 6th. It was a fairly recent. I just read it a couple of weeks ago. I was ago. just near Wales. I could have looked. <laughs> It was August of 2013 <laughs> that he that he threw it away. Oh my god! Oh my sweet god! Wait, it was and I was uh, speaking of Bitcoin. I like I read something else that like uh, another statistic that's like 80 percent number I'm familiar with today. Uh, like uh, most of or most of Bitcoin has already been mined. I think we're up to like eighty or ninety percent of yeah. Bitcoin has been mined. And, far. The, and someday the, it'll be mine. Uh, <laughs> and the less of it that's left the more power and computation it takes to mine it. Right. So, like, it scales exponentially, which is why, like, so the, the now it's such a drain on the electrical grid <laughs> and such a drain on... Yeah. Or, or such I, a scourge on the planet. I don't understand. It's a finite thing? Yes, there's only so much... Numbers? ...of the crypto that's going to be available. It's only a bit. What, what it is they then. set a limit on it. it. Who Eric, sets a limit? Eric, there's only so much mass. I don't <laughs> like, I don't understand how it could be it's, a finite thing. It's the person who invented it. What's Satoshi Nakamoto or whatever his, he goes by. That's why it's called Bitcoin. Yeah, there's only there's so only many numbers, Eric. Yeah. There are, but you could just it's put another infinite. place and then there's more numbers. Actually. Uh, you put a plus <laughs> sign and yeah. then just keep and yeah, going. Then do, yeah, then it's more math. Hey, yeah. I've I thought the same thing for a very long time. Ahead. I had no idea. I go, was, well, how is this finite? I didn't know that it was finite until yeah. right now. I had no idea. I well, well, I think that, that that's part of the reason. That's why it has value. Like it can't. If you have an infinite supply of it, then it's not going to be worth anything. There is a finite supply which requires more and more work to get, which is why. So the last Bitcoin will take like the power of the sun to right. mine. Is what you're saying. <laughs> It'll be like, so much power. This episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is brought to you by Avast. Shout out to Avast for sponsoring the Rooster Teeth Podcast. Avast's new all-in-one solution, Avast One, helps you take control of your safety and privacy online through a range of features. Learn more about Avast One at avast.com. Avast isn't just pirate talk for stop. Uh, it's also an award-winning antivirus software that stops viruses and malware from messing with your devices. Avast One has data breach monitoring, which lets you find out if your online accounts have been compromised, if you need to change your passwords. It also has firewall protection, which keeps your personal information secure, prevents attacks that try to access our computers to steal our data. I mean, I've I talked about it, but one of the best features for me has to be the ability to monitor your account for breaches. You know, we've all got a lot of online accounts. Uh, sometimes we lose track of them. Avast makes it all easy. You can find it all in one place. I like that. Uh, Avast prevents over 1.5 billion attacks every month with Avast One. You can confidently take control of your online world without worrying about viruses, phishing attacks, ransomware, hacking attempts, and other cybercrime. Learn more about Avast One at avast.com. We live in Austin, which has now become this, like, you know, not to take us down a huge tangent, but we live in Austin, and um, I see, like, the, the advertising push for cryptocurrency is strong oh, yeah. here. I can't, I can't tell you how many, like, you can't drive down the road, uh, road in this town without seeing a billboard, an annoying billboard There's that says, like, crypto wastes, and then wastes is crossed out, and then says stores energy. And I'm like, based no. on... Everything I know about it, that is horseshit. Like, there's another one that says, like, this billboard is an NFT. Is it? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so valueless? Like, wait, like, I, I, can you buy a space heater that is just like a GPU that's mining? You could probably use that GPU as a space heater. Like, like if you're buying, if you're buying heat that's just like a heated element that just heats, just that might as well be 
a mining setup. Yeah, just you, it would be an expensive as hell space yeah, heater. Yeah. Just well, get like a, pay a, for itself. A bank of 3080s <laughs> <laughs> and just fucking have a mining crypto the entire time. That's, pay for I itself. I mean, people do do that, don't they? I need to admit something. I've been uh, NFTs. People have explained <laughs> NFTs to me it, so many times. I still don't get you it. You probably understand it, but it seems so stupid that you refuse to believe that that's what it actually is. That is that what it is? Yes, that's what's happening. It's yeah. It's a, the simplest way to explain it would be like an image that's part of the blockchain that you can sell ownership of and prove ownership of via blockchain. What is the blockchain? It's a it's a public record showing transactions. So I could sell you. A, a, a JPEG of a me, like I could create a, a piece of art in Photoshop, uh -huh. not me. And where would you talented. upload that? You can sell it. So there's different platforms that you can use to exchange. Okay. And if you would have to find basically like a crypto wallet. Sometimes you can do it in uh, that has that's a lot that has access to a blockchain that can show a transaction. You pay me fifty dollars, <laughs> and then in the blockchain it says Barbara owns this JPEG. Then you own oh. that JPEG. Okay. And I, what could I do with it? You could sell it to someone else. Do I like or print it out and like make it a painting license in my house? It. No, the physical representation is, is not that. You own the digital representation of it. Again, the, Gus, you put it I, perfect. You put it perfectly, which is like the reason you think you don't understand it is when you hear the explanation, you think you must think it can't be that stupid, so it must be way more complicated. Yeah, no, but the, not, the fact it's, is, it's super not. It's just a it's, public record of a transaction of who owns. A digital piece of art. That might be the hardest thing to explain to a caveman. <laughs> Ever. I mean, it's hard enough to explain it to people who have an understanding of modern day technology, i.e. me. And it would, it, it, I would feel, I would feel somewhat, I, oh. when people have talked about uh, NFTs to me, like, my... I, my brain releases like cognitive white blood cells to fight the information because I, I hate hearing about it. And it's like, just, like an immune I, it's an immune, like my brain issues an immune response to like hearing about NFTs. Do they make a vaccine so for that? In, Jesus Christ. In chat, Weatherman NX01 put it great. As far as I can figure, an NFT is basically a certificate of authenticity. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I would feel better about it if they weren't attached to the most dog shit art I have ever fucking seen. Right. <laughs> These monkeys and lions, this is like sub mental art. This is like, this is awful. But it's like, awful. I, just, I just don't get it because like people are making fucking bank off of this shit. And some people are spent, like, some things are like worth millions, right? Like, what do you get? What do you it's, get out of it? So it's all arbitrary, right? Like you could make the same <laughs> argument about traditional art. What's art worth? It's subjective. It's whatever someone's willing to pay yeah, for. Like it, if you that's had what the Mona worth. Lisa, you could argue that it's just a bunch of paint on canvas. <laughs> Right. This is a fantastic segue. Right. <laughs> We're not going to get a better segue. What? Than this. Speaking of paint on Speaking canvas. Speaking of paint on canvas, since we, we we've talked about it a lot on this podcast, that and Gus has been fantastically interested, I have brought an uh, uh, I brought the original duck painting. Oh! The original duck painting here. Yay. That I NFT. NFT. Yeah, exactly. It here, looks take fake. Take an NFT of it right now. Put it on the screen. Yeah, there you go. Certificate <laughs> of authenticity. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there, boom. That's just a photo of a duck. It was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this is my gift to you, Gus, and the oh. gift of the podcast. Wait, you you're can... giving it to Gus? Yeah, uh, it's a gift to like, Gus. This the is an NFT transaction in yeah. real time. Yeah, the blockchain. Was this the blockchain? This is the blockchain right here. If we're watching this, the blockchain. 
Um, is it fungible though? What does fungible mean? Because <laughs> I was like, it doesn't mean tangible. Because if it's a non-tangible, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> so uh, what does fungible? Um, so, well, as we've mentioned in a previous podcast title, I hate this painting, <laughs> but only because it's so good. I can't <laughs> believe that this is not a picture of a duck. But now looking at it, it's like this is absolutely like when you look at it up close, you're like, oh yeah, it is paint. It's crazy. Uh, I asked you know, Andrew said he, he was he was he was wanting the to donate the painting to the podcast Yeah, we should put it up on like the wall or something Yeah, And I thought we were gonna be in that other temporary space until our permanent space I thought yeah, that's a great idea and then the episode when he's here We've moved to a different temporary <laughs> space and we're gonna move again um, But we're, we're gonna find a, uh, a place for this in our what wherever our podcast ends up a hallowed oh, yeah. home for that uh, For the painting that you hate so much. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. So You're very welcome. A great painting now it right is there. it fungible? It is fungible. Uh, yeah, no, like that's my, one of my favorite things about uh, uh, art is like the fact that it's like ah, from like a distance, it just it be it looks like a photo. It becomes a thing. And it's like the second you like step toward it, you just you see like the, the yeah. what goes in like the components of it, like everything that your like eye yeah, is like, kind of average out. This is so cool. Yeah, I think that's like what I have a troubled like with the NFTs and like versus like actual physical real paintings. Like, there is only one of these. Whereas yeah. everything digitally could just be replicated the exact same way over and over and over again indefinitely. But you could own it. But, like, how do you, like, I guess you could prove it because you. It's own, in the blockchain. It's, it's public in the record. blockchain. Yeah. But I don't, yeah, it's just. If you want to, like, it's like if you wanted to own the original uh, Omegard Goosebumps picture. Meme, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, you could own that. That could be yours. I would buy that NFT. The, uh, the yeah yeah, yeah. the Gershbermsh, <laughs> which is maybe one of my favorites. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just something. Like that. There's really no reason. And someone in chat, I forget who it was. It was a while ago. Someone in chat pointed it out. It's just there's a lot of money laundering that goes on there. And honestly, yeah. I think it's the same in the art world, in the traditional art world. Yeah, true. I think a lot of it's just like trying to clean money up or to move money around. In a, yeah, in I think a there's bit. a lot of that going on with like the uh, like unboxed video games sort yeah. of stuff, where it's like, hey, this copy of this Super Nintendo game is a million dollars. No, it's not. It's, someone's just trying to clean up a million bucks. <laughs> yeah. Someone's trying to swindle. This episode of the Rishi Podcast is brought to you by The Matrix Resurrections. The Matrix Resurrections is a continuation of the story of the first Matrix film starring Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss reunited as Neo and Trinity. It's an unexpected expansion of their story that ventures back into the Matrix and even further down the rabbit hole. I can't wait to see it. Haven't seen it yet. Uh, in this mind-bending new adventure, the world is more provocative, reality is more subjective than ever, but all you need to see the truth is to free your mind. In The Matrix Resurrections, return to a world of two realities, one everyday life, and the other what lies behind it. To truly know himself, to find out if his reality is a physical or mental construct, uh, Neo will have to choose to follow the White Rabbit once again, and if he's learned anything, it's that choice, while an illusion is still the only way out of or into The Matrix. Neo already knows what he has to do, but what he doesn't know is the Matrix is stronger, more secure, more dangerous than before. Deja vu. Watch The Matrix Resurrections now in theaters or HBO Max at the link in the description. Just launder it, launder it through various, uh, various areas. Art. I feel like now... I, I feel like the like NFTs, cryptocurrency, I feel like this is now like the new frontier for scams. Like this is now like the place where these things, like even though there are they are ticket or, you know, certificates of authenticity, essentially, it really does seem like this is like ah, a new frontier for people to launder money or to like, right. you know, offline crimes. Or yeah, well, I think also um, 
it's a way to swindle people who don't understand. Yeah. Like, you know, the average person may see, may read in their newspaper or see on the news like, oh, people are making a lot of money on NFTs. I'm going to buy some. And of course, you know, people are just willing to or make some to make some to sell them or I'm going to make one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now. Just you wait. Oh, <laughs> it'll be the Ben, the best NFT you've ever seen. The best NFT. What was Jeff's NFT? Was it the sandwich? The ham sandwich. The ham sandwich. Yep. Oh, he made one. Yep. yep. Who bought it? I don't know. Like we can, <laughs> I don't remember, and I don't know what happened, and I don't know the outcome, and that's uh, the way fuck We could works. find out in the blockchain. <laughs> I hope you didn't come here for details, because we have not. <laughs> That's a, I, I, I saw, you know, a pre-YouTube ad roll for, and for some reason didn't close it at me, didn't skip it instantly. So I don't know what it was for, or I, I can't remember what I was watching. But uh, it was Tony Hawk, and Tony Hawk, ha like, uh, is retiring, like, five tricks. Five of his, like, signature tricks that he, like, invented. He's retiring them, never doing them again. And got the last ones on video the last time he like lands these cr tricks got him on video and is then selling that as an nft which is a kind of video but i can still but i can still watch them right no i'm not allowed no, to watch you can't, them? i mean like, i guess like again again well, it's I like mean, okay the, um, cool like you own then you own tony hawk's last trick video I think the charlie bit my finger video came off youtube to become an nft yes i believe you are correct Charlie. <laughs> that's that's, that's uh that's you're funging it. That fung really hurt. It, Charlie. It. it sold for seven hundred sixty thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. You know what I'm gonna buy? Blood. <laughs> Dear. I love that video. I, I, the other day we were in the office and I said blood, blood. and you were the <laughs> only person I think who remembered it or who laughed about it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know what that is. I think uh, it was suffering because it's a video of kids. I think it was suffering from some sort of monetization mm. chain. Oh, interesting. So they thought it's useless here now. But it's still Charlie. like a nice bit of history that's just gone. Yeah. Well, that's, it's not that gone. Is, that is, well, yeah. Someone owns it. It's just uh, harder to find now, I guess. The blood video. There are two small children. One is probably two, and the other one's like a newborn baby. Mm. And I guess the baby had like something on his face that the kid thought was blood. And he kept trying to tell his dad, who was filming, that the baby had blood on him. And he kept going, blood, dear. And then the dad was laughing while filming him. And he kept going, no funny, no funny. I just love it. My favorite little kid. Blood. I love <laughs> blood. You just keep saying it over and over. Blood. I, I, I do love, uh, in typical fashion with, like, parents videoing their kids, it's like a kid desperately trying to express something and a parent pointing something at them and laughing. It's just like, <laughs> what's that, buddy? <laughs> no, please! <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
the kid's terrified. He thinks yeah. he thinks his little brother's dying. He's got blood <laughs> yeah, on his mouth. Like, and like the phone's shaking because the dad is laughing too hard. Like it's just like, <laughs> yep. Stupid little kid. Yeah. I'm gonna make this an NFT <laughs> in 13 years when they're invented. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, I thought for sure by now, like that whole craze would have passed. I think it's not as everywhere as it was for a while, but it's still the NFTs. They're still like all over the place. Now video games are trying to figure out how to incorporate them. It's it's all horseshit. It feels like a real, uh, uh, again, uh, you know, I, I know. So either I know everything about it or very little about it, but it really does feel it really does feel like this is the like California fool's gold rush. Like mm. everyone's trying to get to market with the thing and then it will be uh, there will be a moment. I've got a bottle of champagne ready to pop the second this happens when it's just like guys, it was all fake. Yeah. Like everyone gets it's, fleeced, like maybe eight people get out with actual money cuz they actually turn It was, it was like a pump and dump scam where they yeah. they put money in, pump it up, make everyone excited and then just like liquidate and then out of there and yeah, I just I'm just waiting I'm waiting for the day because it feels like that it has all the hallmarks of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, uh, Peter H is investigating the ham sandwich. It's owned by oh. Foodashet. Foodashet, your biggest oh. fan. He'll let, he'll, How much did it go for? Uh, I think he's Peter H is still looking into it. I'll keep you updated. Oh, there it is. Have you guys uh, seen Spider Man? No, I haven't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that Spider-Man. I saw that Spider-Man. Spider no spoilers too here, Too soon course. to talk about it. Of course, but, but... It's good from what I hear. Everyone seems to absolutely love it. it. I haven't seen it. it yet. It was a no-holds-barred thrill ride. Uh, <laughs> it was a good time at the movie. <laughs> All, like, vampire, just, yeah. just whatever, like, you know, movie poster, like, standard jargon they say about I feel movies. like... A special, like, there's no. Be careful with the spoilers. Don't, no, no. This will be no spoilers relating okay. to this movie. It's too soon. But seeing a Marvel movie opening weekend is pro hands down one of the best experiences I think you could have as a human. It's especially if you enjoy Marvel movies. But just like the amount of excitement that people express is like, it just makes it so much fun. And you just, I don't know, there's like a sense of camaraderie as well when you do that. Like, seeing Endgame in theaters, I think, is still one of my favorite memories of all time personally yeah it was just well, and, and megan and i were trying to watch all of the previous avengers movies just right before that and it was we were like down to the hours and like how much time we had left and it was like it was just hype as <laughs> well, I think, we yeah. went there watched them, it was like oh, i think yeah. the, the the amazing thing about Endgame that they were able to capture is that it wasn't just like you were watching those two movies like it was a culmination of 10 years of yeah. movies, like all these different all characters, different all these stories. different movies, like all kind of converging into like one giant climax. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the most amazing thing about these is just the, uh, the vision, the long time yeah. payoffs that happen. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, take a lap. Take a lap. Like, I enjoy watching audience reaction videos to Endgame just because it's like, I just want to relive that, those moments. Mm -hmm. I don't think anything more insane has ever happened on a screen in terms of the reaction that I've seen than Captain America taking the hammer. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I it know. was just like, it's like the buildings almost fell down with the yeah. reaction that people had to Screaming in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> or when uh, he says Avengers Assemble. Just like, yeah. that was a pretty good moment, too. 
Talking about Avengers, not Spider-Man. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. No, no, Captain no America did not say Avengers Assemble in <laughs> <laughs> <and> Spider-Man. <laughs> but he might have. Now we know that he doesn't. Oh, man. You spoiled uh, that. Sorry. I thought that, that was going to happen. Yeah, by saying it doesn't happen, you're 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 giving away details right. about the movie. You're actually spoiling it. Yeah. Mm -mm. I saw a very funny uh, TikTok that I posted on Instagram because I loved it so much. But it was this guy in his car being like, all right, so I'm about to see Spider-Man. Um, I'm going to do my reaction after I see the movie. So when I come back, I'll have already seen. And it just cuts him going, oh, my God, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just so great. Very good. And accurate. Definitely see it. Yes. I'll probably wait for it to start streaming. I'm with you. Really? Yeah. I didn't, That's uh, a movie theater experience, though. I don't care about any of it. Uh, 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 <laughs> I, I didn't. uh <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see uh I didn't sorry, see, no, heart. It's okay. I didn't see Eternals and probably won't. It's it's coming to streaming next month. Sure. I, I just like either. every every piece of like <clears throat> trailer, every like bit of marketing for it. I just like this looks like a movie and a, this looks like a movie and like a property that like it would be another world's version of Marvel. Does this what I'm saying make any sense? Yeah, no. Like alternate could, reality Marvel or if, something. If you had a TV show about make, if you there was like a TV show, it was like Thirty Rock or something. Show that about making movies and media. Eternals looks like a movie from that world about this huge like superhero movie conglomerate. It feels like one step removed from our reality. Mm -hmm. Just because yeah. it's just like I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it has this like. Uh, speaking of the uncanny valley earlier earlier it feels like very just like yeah just, uh, inaccessible in a, in a weird kind of way that like just turned me off i remember watching silicon valley where kumail nanjiani gets super buff all of a sudden one season and you're just what's going on here and then you realize that he was preparing for yeah. eternals <laughs> yeah he was on the oh. podcast like when they were promoting stuber yeah and i remember when we saw him we we're like man you're really buff he's like i've got a great he was he couldn't he wasn't announced he's like i've got a role i'm training for he's like i'm super excited about it it's like man that dude is fucking ripped yeah. now <laughs> they're it, like one season apart he just like fucking jacked it's like well what happened there yeah. it's like chris pratt on uh parks and rec doesn't oh. he get like super fit at one point on one season yeah like, yeah guardians yeah and they even make I, I, as i recall like ben asked him like Hey, did you lose weight? Did you lose, like, a lot of weight? He said, I stopped drinking beer, right? <laughs> oh, it's like, wait, and that's it? He's like, I drank a lot of beer. Drank a lot of beer. <laughs> the MCU yeah. is freaking crazy, though, considering they have, I think now they have more movies than the James Bond franchise. In, yeah. But James Bond started in 1962. Yeah. They did it within, like, a 11-year like, or 12-year yeah. time span. And now we also have, like, all the television series, too, that Disney Plus is putting out. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys are watching Hawkeye. No. No. I nah, dog. Really? Oh, am I the only one? It's good. It's actually really good. I'll get to it. It's actually very enjoyable. Don't worry about it. Oh, I, I can't bring myself to watch it. I don't know. I, I probably will eventually. Maybe when they're all out. Speaking get past the first episode, and then you'll love it. Yeah. Speaking of Bond movies, if just speak and movies, did you see the last Bond movie? The No, no Time I'm to Die? I'm waiting for it to stream. <laughs> Jesus, Gus. It's streaming for 20 bucks right now. I was like, I don't want to pay 20 bucks to stream it. I'll, I'll stream it when it's like six. Eric, yeah. 40X. Now that's will, will you see but a movie? That's not, but that's not movies to me. Like, if these movies were playing in 40X, I would see them in there, 40X. Spider-Man is playing in 40X. I would see it there. Yeah, okay. But, like, the theater experience means so little to me. I don't enjoy being around a lot of other people. I don't—everyone's too loud. 
I just want to watch this the way I want to watch it, and I don't like it. I feel like way. you'd like going to the movie theater in, like, England. Is yeah. it, why or, is it very, like, quiet? People keep to themselves. Which nobody really, I mean, when I lived there, no one, I can't imagine anyone, like, screaming out in yeah. a movie. Yeah, it's but you order so. food at the Alamo there, and it's all fish and chips, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Or uh, tikka like, masala. I mean, that's like, all you uh, your options. <laughs> yep. Licorice Pizza is coming out like this weekend, the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah. And I'm really like, what? Wow, like, I really want to see it. Really? You're oh. the one. I want to uh, see Paul it. Thomas Do you? Anderson? Yeah. I don't. I nothing I, I about. Don't, yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. that guy makes a movie that misses, man. Like, really? Yeah. What other movies has he done? Uh, he did. Uh, I mean, he made in- Inherent Vice. He made Which is a Punch, huge Punch Drunk Love, Boogie Nights, Nights. There Will Be Blood, yeah. The Eight, Master, Part Eight. He's made like Phantom Thread. I really, I, like, I really love these movies. I'm really excited. I'm super hot and super cold with him. Really? I think he's either amazing or terrible. Oh, I'm, There's I'm, no middle ground with him. So I'm, I'm really excited to see this, but it's at like Alamo. I was hoping that it was showing at AFS. It, that felt like it was going to be a big sort yeah. of empty yeah. thing and yeah. it would be fine. But now it's like, do I want to go opening weekend to go see this movie with all these people who are also like, I don't know. It just like with all the food and everything. When does it, it come is, out? Like this weekend, oh, Christmas. Everyone's gonna be seeing Spider Man and Matrix. So I just looked at tickets okay. and it's like it's packed. Really? Yeah, yeah. Trying you, trying to get tickets for this is like, ugh. I'll just go like midday. On I have Monday. a question about that movie because yeah. I've seen the trailers for it. Yeah, yeah. Which the, one, licorice pizza? Licorice pizza. Mm-hmm. The girl in that movie. This is gonna sound real mean because mm-hmm. it is. Is she sixteen or like sixty? No, no. It's uh, <laughs> it, she's one of the girls from Hame. Jesus Christ. She's uh, she's in a band called Hame. She just she looks that. like she could be yeah, she's any like, age. I think she's like thirty. I mean, I think it's okay. Split this, the diff. She's just right there in yeah, the middle. There's a very weird movie where Paul Thomas Anderson is making a movie about how much he loved his art teacher when he was like younger, and then um, cast just, the art teacher's she just daughter. Turned 30. You're right. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's people saying. Bizarre. Listen, let that be a le- let that be a lesson to all you kids out there. If you have deep psychological issues, just become a world celebrated artist and literally work out all your issues through no sublimation. Just like absolutely work everything out you need to. Yeah. I don't in your need art. therapy. I made punch drunk love. Exactly, precisely. It's so funny. I was just talking about this the other day about the master, which I remember seeing in the theater. Who's in that? Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. It's basically like the not Scientology, but totally Scientology movie. Um, and I remember seeing it in the theater and not and being like, I didn't really like that. And then it's all I wanted to talk about for like two and a <laughs> half months. And I was like, I think that movie I didn't like is my favorite movie of the year because it's all I want. It's like, did you see the mask? Let's talk about it. Like, I did, all the, I wanted I did to the do exact it. same thing. I just yeah. went, I don't know how I feel about that. And then for... A th- like a quarter of the year just kept going ah, that movie was crazy yeah let's talk yeah. about this movie it's it affected me it's like well i guess that was it that was yeah. the, my favorite movie of the year the chat has let me know by the way that uh, english people do scream at movies now oh really uh, yeah uh, so someone said Spider-Man. spider-man was the first time oh. they'd seen that oh, no. two people in chat two separate people in chat said uh, in the uk they saw the new spider-man movie and people were clapping and cheering if, and doing all if that spider-man's stuff. in 40x i will go see it in 40x Let's do it. Okay, cool. Because we want to watch it again. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll absolutely go see. It. I'm go. the only person. My wife go? saw it. Like, fucking you didn't crazy. go with her. She, they, there was one extra ticket, and I just went. You go. I don't care. How nice. Yeah, I watched uh, kung fu movies on Amazon Prime. It was great. Trevor and I just saw uh, Don't Look Up. It's like a, a Netflix oh, movie. Oh yeah, it's in theaters. Mm-hmm. Adam well. McKay. It's yeah. A- is that already on Netflix? That's coming to Netflix. I don't know if it's already on Netflix, but it's a Netflix movie, so I yeah. imagine it'll be there soon. But we went to see it in theaters yesterday for his birthday, um, and it was a uh... oh boy, 
poignant. I, I don't know if I brought this up. I'm sorry, I'm talking so much no, about the camera. Uh, the, I think Don't Look Up is the culmination of everything I hate about cinema all in one movie, like based on the trailer. It is. It looks exhausting in a way where these people are trying to get this point across and no one will listen. Oh, and I just go, don't go oh, see this it is hell, I'm in hell. Don't go I'm see it. Hell. It's, it seems awful. It uh, is anxiety the movie. Yeah, that is exactly how I feel about it. It's I like, thought it was great though. <laughs> I, I it's like it looks here's the thing, it looks great. It, it Adam McKay, awesome, fantastic. Everyone in it looks f tremendous. It's uh, making an incredibly salient uh, uh exigent point and I don't think I can bring myself to watch it because I know I know it's just like yeah, I mean, it's an allegory for the climate crisis. Like, we have a giant meteor headed toward us, and no one's doing anything about it. And it's just like... I, 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 Pigs can't look up. Wait a minute. Excellent point. Is that a, is that a political opinion? Or, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, but it, it's one of those movies where you leave the theater with the person who you were seeing with, and you're just kind of quiet when you're, like, walking out. And then sad. after, like, a little bit, you go, So... What, Shit. What'd you think? What'd you think? Uh, Want to not have kids? <laughs> yeah. It's a. Uh, it's very interesting though, and I think it's a. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say an important movie because I don't really think that that's the case. But I don't know. I would see it if you're if you're interested even a little bit. Well, I'm happy it's going to be streaming soon. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's the way I like to watch it. But yeah, it's stacked though. It's got like Meryl <laughs> Streep, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Ariana Grande's in it, which is. Do you just have a, a sick home theater set up to watch all these movies? At I like my home set up. I wouldn't say it's sick or anything. It's not like anything crazy about it, but it's comfortable. <laughs> I did I did calibrate all the sound for one spot on my couch. It's like if I'm going to watch something that I'm really into, it's like I'm, I don't sit in my normal spot. I got to sit in that spot. Like that's where everything is, is configured for. Go to hell, Esther. <laughs> she can sit next to me. Like, that's my spot. There's like a sound dead zone right next to you. I was like, I can't hear this smoke. <laughs> and just like when you like lean, like it all comes in. Oh my god! I'm imagining like a nice big couch setup, like even like one of those U couches, and Esther's just in your spot, and you're like, move. <laughs> I'm, I'm about, I listen, I'm about to put Excuse this movie me. on. Do you mind? Uh, this, like I'm holding like a ticket. Like this is my seat. <laughs> It, there is something, I think there's something so, I don't know why this, this idea tickles me, but it's so funny to think about someone with a like unbelievably just absolutely tricked out like home theater setup, but watching like broadcast like local TV oh on God. it and hearing like commercials for the general like insurance <laughs> and it's just like Dolby THX surround sound like 50 you know 50 <laughs> foot screen yeah exactly watching like local TV and seeing commercials uh, mm, on, that, on that old 1080i <laughs> yeah mm. exactly speaking of local things uh, did you guys hear the news about Charles Mon hell yes <laughs> Eric, Eric Charles Mon Eric, Eric Charles, Charles Mon you, have you heard this of the this guy Charles Mon or Eric Charles Mon it's I guess he's like the owner of a dealership here in Austin. So Charles Mont is a dealership. I think that was his grandfather who started Charles it. Mont Toyota. Yeah, Toyota and Volkswagen. He's like the grandson of the original gotcha. founder of the dealership. A good old murderous fail son. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he hired a hitman last year to kill two people in Nashville. Uh, and I guess got arrested. Got yeah, I think when everyone in Austin heard that like 
a car dealership person was uh, arrested for hiring an assassin. Everyone assumed it was Scott Elder, right? Like, of course, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh man, they got Scott Elder. Charles Mond. Yeah. <laughs> what? Did, did they get killed? Yeah. He had two people killed in March of 2020, I think it was. Jesus I think he paid Christ. like $750,000. $750,000. And he still got caught. Yep. The way I found out about it was Wes Ellis messaged me on Instagram. Like, he sent me the post from the Statesman about this and said, Breaking Eric Charles Mond, Austin Auto Mag Magnate, hired hitmen to kill ex-girlfriend and her boyfriend, federal prosecutors allege. And then he said, I'm losing my mind. And I went... Huh, do you know them or something? Because I, I didn't yeah. register, like, who this guy was. And I was like, oh, wait, the car guy? Charles Mond? Toyota? Do you think, like, 750000 do you think it was, like, 400000 a hit, but he got, like, a two, he got, like, a deal? Because <laughs> like a deal? He, they, they he was like, well, they were both in the same car, same car together. I don't, know, <laughs> don't have to travel. That is messed up. Yeah. Good lord! And it, just for some like I think revenge they were, thing, they were trying to extort him, <laughs> if I remember the story correctly. Oh shit! Uh, it's a sordid tale. Yeah, and he hired the uh, the assassin just to try to put an end to the extortion plot. <laughs> I'm Scott Elder, and I'm a killer for the people. <laughs> for the people. <laughs> only funny to all of us. Yeah, only, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's some, if you live in Austin, Austin, this Austin is inside great. baseball right there, folks. <laughs> uh, is, is Scott Elder still around? I feel like I haven't seen oh, him yeah. on TV for a little while. Is he? Okay. You bought but like how long ago? Banned from him? I feel like I haven't seen Scott Elder like in six months. Have we checked on him? For the people. I hope he's okay. Murder for hire. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ruthless game. He's always doing. He's always doing the rhymes. He's like he's from the old school. He, he. I love Scott Elder because he's always uh, yelling too. Yeah. Yeah, because he's. I think TV? he puts the mic like way back here. And does everything at that like cadence that sounds like he's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm Scott Elder for the people. Yeah, it's come on down sort of monotone. Anyway, you can probably find uh, to those who don't live in Austin, do yourself a favor and find yourself some uh, commercials of Scott Elder because he is from that old, the old school school of radio commercials where it's just like, find your find a bit and do that I, for 50 years. I, I feel <laughs> like I have heard his TV commercials on the radio, right? It's like, they don't need to do anything. They just lift the audio from the TV commercial and be like, look, we could just reuse this same audio. Boom, and now it's a radio 100%. spot. percent yep. We don't have to record anything else. Nope, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Local drama. I want to step back. We were talking about movies for a little while. Uh, have you all seen the trailer for Everything Everywhere All at Once? Yes. One hundred percent. I am, I am here for that movie. Get, I, I, I don't recall the last time I saw a trailer that like made me like stand up. Yeah. Like I, I was like, holy fuck! Like I'm into I, this. I watched it. It was done. Then I was like, I'm gonna watch that again. Like I hit the Instantly. the rewatch button to watch it one more time. What's this about? It's. Yeah, it's it, it looks really interesting. It's a it's a movie with Michelle Yeoh, uh -huh. and uh, it's like she's just like an everyday kind of person, just like kind of piddling about her life. And then like something happens, and then like you can see like all kinds of different realities of her, and it's like she can access the memories and skills of every version of her across every different Even alternate future? reality. It's it's a multiverse movie. Yeah, it's, it's a, a multiverse movie where it's like all of the different multiverses. Like she, Jet Li's the one, but she doesn't have to yeah. kill everyone. Exactly. Oh. She gets all of their skills. That's a good reference. Um and it, it just it has a really cool look to it. Oh, it's directed by that. the 
Daniels. The Daniels. Who did uh, Swiss Army said, Man? Everything, everyone, was Everything, everywhere, all at once. Sounds like a boat bonus. It looks fucking tight. Like, She's I, such a great like mo like movie star, like action. Oh my God, I She's her. police story and like all these awesome Jackie mm -hmm. Chan movies and stuff. Crouching Tiger? Dude, it's so cool. I'm so excited. She's in Shang-Chi, right? And Shang-Chi, yeah. yeah. Tomorrow yeah. Never Dies. What a Bond movie. There you go. I mean, yeah, that's not really, that's kind of a bummer. But everything else, great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently on that movie, they had to bring in like a Chinese stunt team because the way she would do her action scenes, all of the like British stuntmen were getting hurt. Really? <laughs> it's like real. Yeah. They, so she brought, I think it was like. That's badass. I want to say it was like Jackie Chan's stunt team or something. Yeah. Probably. Those man. I, I love watching any kind of like behind. I, I live for the like bloopers and uh, outtakes at the end of Jack Chan movies because it's just like, oh, they did all of these things. Like, oh, yeah, they just like he jumped through a ladder and got stuck. It's like, yeah. oh, it's like they did it 40 times. It's just like, yeah, you watch all these guys get like smacked the fuck up with like bamboo canes and shit. Dude, some, like, of the, some of the scenes in like. Like the early stuff, like the the first police story, you got people just going through plate glass, uh. and and you're like, how did they do that? It's like they did it once, and the guy went to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, and they got the take. Yeah. I'm glad we were first. rolling. Yeah, yeah. he went Wait, off can, the fourth. Can we do it again for focus? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a little soft. The new goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the goggles. The new Matrix movie. I wonder um, what the stunt budget was on that. Because holy crap, even from the trailers, it's just like nonstop stunts. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, you haven't seen any of the trailers, I, and not until I went and saw Spider Man was the first time I saw the trailer. I thought the trailer was wank. Yeah, it's just I a hope lot. the movie's good. Feel the same way. Well, we're gonna find out in a couple of days, right? Yeah, it's weird to not be excited about a Matrix movie. I'm so excited. I, I'm so excited. I, I mean, uh, I want to be, I love the Matrix. Be excited, yeah. just tell yourself to be. They, they don't know this, but I recorded an ad read for oh. The Matrix, just so, just so you know. Yeah, they yeah. don't know that that happened. Oh, I should yeah, say it. No, like, no, you can say whatever you, you, say whatever you want. <laughs> you just like, I don't, I don't want people to think that you're only saying what you say because I had to do an ad read. Oh, like, okay. You didn't know that before you started saying what yeah. you say. Um, <laughs> the Matrix brought to you by our parent company. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I started uh, re-watching them in anticipation, re-watching The Matrix movies in anticipation of The Matrix this Wednesday. And then, like, on Friday, I watched the original Matrix. I was like, yeah, the movie's awesome. And I, I, I hadn't sat down and watched it beginning to end in a long time like just cut little bits and pieces mm -hmm. like yeah it was great i'm gonna start watching reloaded and i got like 45 minutes in a reload it's like no oh, i'm good <laughs> see i whenever i do my i've, I've rewatched the matrix trilogy several times and i don't think i've ever watched the third movie <laughs> like i the first one amazing amazing great cinema second one i feel like i sort of like more each time i see it mm. even the goofy like bowling pin sounds in the burly brawl and all that stuff i got up to the burly brawl starting i was like no nah, i'm gonna wait <laughs> like i stopped and then I, I ended up finishing the movie the next day but then i get like 20 minutes into the third movie and i just stop it like i get distracted or like need to go and do something and i just never pick it back up it's really hard movies to get through mm. I, i'm gonna try to watch it either tonight after this or tomorrow before the new one comes out on wednesday yeah. have they said if you need they, to have seen they, they are very clear in all of the marketing material it is a spiritual successor to the first, first movie. First one, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought, because I've seen the first one yeah, I, I think 25 that, times at I this think point? they're probably trying to make you forget that the second and third existed, and yeah. they're trying to go from the first one to this. Which I understand. Interesting. This, the, the third one was, and the second one were like, it's like vampires and shit. 
That's so weird. Oh, yeah, and the second one, there's that thing where she's like, they're hard to kill. How many people walk around with a silver bullets in their gun? And she shoots the one guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'm so I was watching Underworld. Fuck, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was watching um, like, like, yeah, They're like, yeah, vampires, they were from an earlier version of the Matrix. Vampires, werewolves, aliens, they were from an earlier... What what is the what iteration is, of the matrix? Where, where does it end up then? Like the 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 matrix is like the seventh matrix or something. It's like not definitely not yeah. the first one. Keanu Reeves Neo was he was the sixth or the seventh. I don't remember which. Uh, but yeah, it was like the sixth or seventh iteration of. And the how matrix. long does an iteration last? I think what if I remember right, what the architect says, he doesn't measure it in years. He measures it in the number of the ones. So it's like there is no concept of years it's just like sixth iteration or seventh iteration but in re in reality if this is a continuation of our timeline how long have humans been growing in pots i don't know i think they, they're intentionally vague about that like they even in the first matrix they guess that it's the year 2199 if i remember right okay because i think like they've lost track of time carrion moss has aged like fine wine yeah my goodness <laughs> I feel like when we were watching it on Friday, um, we did a watch party on RTTV for it. I think I realized that Trinity in the first Matrix movie was my sexual awakening <laughs> <laughs> in multiple ways. But like, she looks real good currently. I'm just like very impressive because it's been when the first Matrix came 99. out in 99. Holy sh shoot. Man, at the, the, 99. What a year for movies. Bet, one incredible year for movies. Just. Line them up. What else you got? Uh, Matrix. Uh, the end of list. No. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking it up here. Um, oh, yeah. Impressive. Uh, the top four movies. I'm loading the rest of them. Episode one, The Phantom Menace. The what a year for movies, what folks. What a year. The Sixth Sense. Uh, Toy Story 2. Excellent. Uh, Austin Powers. The Spy Who Shagged Me. Um, the Mummy. Oh, Blair Witch. Mummy. Whatever year... What was it? Those two Jim Carrey movies? 94. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, wasn't that 99 as well? Uh, American Beauty? I don't see Saving Private Ryan on yeah, here. Okay, maybe I was that was 99, wasn't it? What is this? I'm looking at the domestic box office for 1999 currently. Ooh, y'all saints. <laughs> Whoa. Saving what are you, uh, Saving Private dorm room Ryan poster? Get out of here. It's my freshman year. <laughs> yeah, yeah just Matrix like, uh, I just remember when they're... I, I remember when um feel very Andy Rooney. I just remember like th speaking of the Matrix, just how like unique that movie looked. Everything about it, just like like the color grading, mm -hmm. like the cinematography, like everything about it felt so unique. And it just really speaks to like that time, especially like you think about all those movies on that list from 1999. All of them looked so visually distinct. There was something like the look about all those like movies mm -hmm. had their own like visual style and everything. I just feel like a lot of stuff has just gotten very homogenized over like the past like 20 years, just in terms of like the way yeah. stuff looks. Someone, I can't remember, I think I might have seen this on Twitter, but they were talking about how, I think it's, they, they called it like the brown like fuzz or the brown like goo or something that just like what, it, it, it exists almost like over all color grades for cinema right now and it's just like it looks like there's there's something about like the way that the movies have been color graded especially like action adventure stuff over the past like five or six years that like <clears throat> looks fucking disgusting and like it's it's not it's not until you like really like someone points it out and you start comparing it you're like oh movie to movie to movie like all these action movies like share this like like film over the blacks and stuff that like make it look, it look gritty 
so I, 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 it, it, it just looks very I, disgusting. I, I feel like everything, like film and video games, both operate in cycles like that. Like they're not doing the same look, but they'll get caught up in looks and like games will emulate this one look or film will emulate this one look. Like uh, after Born Identity came out, like all action movies were like shaky cam, like quick cuts yeah. where you can't really see yeah. any like, action. No right. music. Yeah. Just like, Can we get that filter on the RT podcast from now on? <laughs> uh, that's real I, grungy. I, I honestly don't like it when you can when you notice the color in films. Like I've walked away from some films just being like, that movie was green. The Matrix. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about right well, the Matrix yeah. is green in the Matrix, but it's kind of like bluish outside. Like yeah. I feel like that's intentional as part of the story. But there's, I think it's like the second Born movie, like the Born Supremacy or something. It's just like the whole movie's green. Yeah, and then you it's watch like Liar Liar, and it's like. That's a brown movie. <laughs> That's not what I'm taking away from these films. Like, <laughs> just too brown. Just, yeah. Distracting. Like, distractingly colored. Now yeah. I'm never going to not see it. I'm going to start watching movies and just notice, like, uh, the brown goo on it now. Yeah, just, like, think about, like, I don't know. Because something like, visually, like, sticks out to me when I see it. I'm just like, what am I? I usually it's like, what do I not like about this? And then it may be, like, what's actually happening. It's like, I think there's something visually gross about this that, I like, that, that like maybe i'm not consciously like picking up on but like my just brain kevin goes, spacey's in it there it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 american beauty was on that list hey 99 there are there are some style choices in movies that i guess they were going for like a style but it's just so distracting to me like we, we were watching through all the scream movies and i think scream 4 i might have mentioned this before it's like they've got vaseline on the lens in every shot it's like nothing that, is like, sharp. Soft Everything's like bloomy and just a bit mucky, and it disgusts me. I don't me. think I ever saw Scream <laughs> Four. Uh, what if they just wiped shit on the lens? Because then you would get the Vaseline brown goo. There you go. A combination of the two. Just do it practical. Impractical. Yeah, I, I like I, I like that look on I like that look on older movies, like old like the kind of like Cinebloom look from. Like 80s movies and stuff, where like neon, like Blade Runner, where mm -hmm. stuff like really, where lights really kind of like gauze out and get really like stylized and cool. I like it from the that era, but when it, for some reason when it's recreated now, it always just kind of well, comes. I think the difference is maybe your brain knows that like in the 80s when they did that, it was like an actual neon light that they were you know filtering. Whereas if you watch it now, it's a computer. It's like an Unreal Engine 5 rendering of a. Right. Neon light with well, like a particle effect thrown in on well, that was, in post. And what's also so funny and interesting about that is like I feel like so many of those looks that you think about that are so like iconic or you know classic from like you think about Blade Runner and how it's like oh man the neon lights are like blooming it's all it's like rainy and stuff there's a lot of steam everywhere all that stuff was done to hide the fact that they were filming it on a set like, right they made it rainy and steamy and like. Blew all these lights out so you, you couldn't, couldn't see. see what like the fact that it's like oh yeah like the set ends right there and that alley is just like scaffolding mm -hmm. it's like it's they did all that stuff to creatively they created a look to creatively like hide the like budgetary shortfalls and like and and, and the set so it's like a, a, a creative solution became a, a distinctive look of something which I think is really really well cool. I mean that's what forces you to be more creative right it's like working within your limitations like you know, when you don't have endless money and endless options when you're like put in a box you're like this is what you have this yeah. is what you can work with you're like well all right i mean this is all we got we got we got to make this work yep that's why when a lot of big directors get access to more money their films get really shit <laughs> because they're not like 
working around some limitation that causes like a really cool effect. Mm. Right. Yeah. They're not like you, you just start getting solutions, not creative solutions where it's just like, well, I can just we throw enough money at this. I can like fix it. And it's like also too. Uh, uh, typically with those like unlimited budgets you you get no like creative friction so mm -hmm. like uh, with uh, uh, you know one person's vision taken to its like you know budgetary extreme rarely like produces like a product that's uh yeah. you know super like, desirable like a lot of like first movie and like a series where there's like a monster like jaws with the shark and alien and stuff it's like you barely see the damn thing because it's hard to get that effect realistically or the shark doesn't work and stuff like that to the yeah. point where it's like a much scarier movie and now they're like cging aliens all over the place and it's mm -hmm. like i don't know why i'm watching I, this i love that in the original alien they thought about putting the alien costume on a dog <laughs> and having it run around Wait, to be really? the alien. yeah like that there's photos on the set of a dog wearing the alien costume because <laughs> they're like maybe this will make it work maybe this will make it scary it, it's like a greyhound wearing the uh, al the alien costume but that thing was big wasn't it yeah, in, it was in the final a, version a yeah. guy in a, yeah but yeah. it's like this is one of the iterations oh, they were okay. working on they're like maybe this will be what works i'll i'll say this though speaking of like visual effects and stuff like that i think we're getting close because Dune was maybe the, like, that movie was about as close as my brain has ever gone to, oh, no, that's a city in the desert. Right. Like. I, that was phenomenal. It, yeah. The Their visual effects. stuff in that movie really blew me away. But then when like, you start to think about, like, oh, they're just behind a giant green screen right now. Like, well, I don't want to separate myself from reality here. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's, like, because um, for the longest time, it's just like, oh, no, yeah, it's a fake building or you know fake you know super ah dark in a costume but that, yeah. that was a dog alien in the third alien movie though i think this is this was this was the third they alien started movie testing that it very early. Yeah. yeah that was like a part of the plot though like yeah. gets in a dog man oh that's the that's the david fincher uh uh or yeah not, that was the third one right yeah that was his like first movie or second movie or something like that and they gave him like that franchise and that oh man the third alien movie is not great it's one of those ones i keep wanting to love and like we'll put it on it's like the, the third one's not that bad yeah i've, I've seen it once and i just remember thinking like, no apparently <laughs> everyone should just stop at two for everything Every <laughs> See, movie. two is where my argument like falls down because two has so much alien and it's on incredible. screen even that like giant queen alien like snapping off the thing and coming down looks amazing incredible and i don't know how they did that that thing was ginormous it was just like a big freaking puppet animatronic thing i guess yeah mind-blowingly good for like how much you see the the monster yeah i well i i think like you know it's often talked about but like in jurassic park there's only like i think like in total like four minutes of cgi in jurassic park the rest it's like puppets. the rest it's yeah. practical or puppets and it's like they only used cgi where they couldn't get away with like doing it practically and it's like aha that's why i feel like there was there was like a very sharp peak for mm -hmm. like it, it, with jurassic park for like visual effects yeah, i think it was a lot of wide shots as well yeah, yeah exactly when you, when you can't again like go back to your analogy of the painting like when you can look at it from afar it's like your brain does a lot of the filling in exactly then you get in close you're like oh wait uh -huh. this, this, this doesn't look like how oh, i wait, thought this it was is shit just kidding <laughs> very good. Uh, yeah, when you look at this duck painting man this thing blows I was, uh, <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day um how i'm pissed off that as i've gotten older cameras at the same time have also gotten better <laughs> 
I think about this so much. I'm like, why couldn't cameras just get worse? Uh, like, just to make us look less wrinkly and oh, less detailed. Oh, man. Oh, no. this, this face cannot support an HD close-up. You don't yeah, understand. But, like, stay back there. This is awful. But on the flip side, the technology to be a VTuber is becoming more and more accessible and easier. So you can preserve yourself forever, courtesy of your Unreal Engine 5 camera. Hey. Yeah. Hello. Well, just like, I'm 32. I got like three years left in me in the entertainment industry, right? <laughs> right? Like, give or take. <laughs> let's let's be real here. So maybe VTuber is my future. That's how it's I could all, live on a, forever. It's Everyone all of knows our future. You are. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're getting close to having to wrap up. Uh, I, I, I wanted to mention this earlier. I just totally forgot. Uh, we have the very normal podcast tour uh, that's kicking off uh, soon, January 15th. Uh, here in Austin. Uh, oh, that is soon. You can check out information at rtxevent.com. Uh, and maybe, oh, there it is. You can scan that QR code that's down over there. Uh, sale, I think last time we mentioned it, tickets were only on sale for first members. Now they're on sale for the general public. Anyone can go buy them. Uh, so if you heard us talking about it before and you couldn't buy a ticket, hey, guess what? We're talking about it again. And now you can if you're not a first member. Uh, go uh, check it out, please. We, I know we have uh, Rooster Teeth Podcast and Face Jam both on the docket. Uh, Rooster Teeth Podcast here in Austin, Face Jam up in Chicago. Can you get a thing that detects a QR code on the screen instead of having to pull out a phone to look at it? I think that's just, I think you're talking about a link. I think that's just a link. Yeah. I mean, imagine how if I'm watching a video, Eric. Yeah. QR, QR code, code pops, pops up, uh -huh. my browser detects, or my app detects that there's a QR oh, code, I and think just goes, that, you want to go to this link? I think that's a thing that, like, iPhones do now, don't they? If they just, like, oh, really? if there's, like, one on the screen, there, I keep I think if you a thing, take a, if you have a photo of it. There, there's, like, stuff like that. I don't know if it's in it'll video. It'll detect things like on your screen though. and go, hey, do you want to click on this thing? Hey, do you want to know where to buy this? I your browser will much. automatically print your QR code from your <laughs> printer, wireless printer that's connected on your <laughs> network, and then you take a picture of that, and that will take <laughs> you. I had something, speaking of along those lines, I had a, a receipt. Remember, I told the story about my package that got fucked oh, yeah. up. Uh, I had a receipt with a tracking number on it, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to lose the receipt. So just to be safe, I took a photo of it with my phone. And then I was looking at the photo on my phone, and my phone underlined the tracking number yeah. on the receipt. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Like I just clicked on the tracking number in the photo, and it automatically. You could also copy and paste the package. Photos, yeah, too. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty." It also cool. does the thing where it could like read text in pictures now, right? Mm -hmm. So you could like transcribe. Essentially. Isn't that exactly what you just said? I mean, like, it, if you, like, take a picture of something that has, like, let's say a picture of a book, it'll type it out for you. Not just, like, identify a, where it is. A receipt is a short book. It's a very short book. <laughs> Unless you're going to CVS, am I right? Am I right, folks? Hey, it's right. a, it's a freaking novel! Happy holidays! see you guys next week. Happy holidays! Bye. Merry Christmas! <laughs> Happy Christmas! Perfect end. Fucking perfect. <laughs>